Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're going to be fasting and praying. Now, what is this all about? Woo, come on, somebody. Write this down. And then the ushers are going to We want to draw near to God. Just write this down. One, draw near to God through prayer and fellowship. This is why... This is why we're fasting. You know why we're fasting? Draw near to God through prayer and fellowship. Now, why is that important? Because we get dull. Life takes the egg. You know, we had these knives, right? Oh, I'll give you a quick one, right? We had these knives at the house. These things were so stinking dull, they were useless. You ever get a dull knife? You know what I mean? Now, now what? Yeah, man, these things weren't working. Forget about it. So forget it. Them things went, you know, we're going to sharpen them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We just got new ones. The new ones, every time you pull it out, it sharpens it. Man, them things are going to stay razor sharp, right? Why? Because you got to stay razor sharp in the spirit. Otherwise, you get dull to spiritual stuff. And now all of a sudden, you know what you're doing? You're not living life at another level. You're living beneath the level God wants you to have. Write this down. You got to get your spiritual edge back. The only way you get your spiritual edge back is you get conscious of God. Amen? That's when you start. Now, where do I need the edge? In my mind, in my will, in my emotions. You got to get mentally, you got to get the edge back. How many of you sometimes are mind dealing with worry and fear and fret and all this stuff God never designed for you to carry? You see what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to you straight today, and then you do what you want with it. But I'm going to tell you what. Only God, you can't, right, just hear me. This is not preacher hype. You are carrying burdens you were never designed to carry. You are carrying weights you were never designed to carry. You are mind dealing about stuff. You need to discipline your mind and shut the mind dealing down. That means you have worry or anxiety or fret or fear running around in your head. Look at me. Don't give me this business. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know exactly what you need to do. You got to make sure you close some doors on some things mentally. Your door is too wide open. How are you going to get a breakthrough like that? You're going to have to get a renewed mind. Yeah, well, guess what? We all work on renewing our mind, but sometimes you need the anointing to touch your mind and turn things around. How you do that? You give a little bit more time to God. Now, let me explain something to you about this transformation thing after you get rolling, okay? It's about time in God's presence. Whether you, man, God, I don't even know if God want God designed you for fellowship with him. But he moved his peace towards you. It's like checkers. You ever play checkers? I move, and then I'm waiting for you. Your move. Come on, you coming? You move, then I move. God already moved his peace towards you. He's like, hey, come on. He loves you. He cares about you. He don't care what kind of lifestyle you got. He don't care you ripping and running. He don't care. He still wants your presence. The problem with people, they think, I am disqualified from a relationship with God because my, who, you know, what are you talking about? You were made in God's image and likeness. He wants to spend time with you. He just wants to talk to you and lose all this prayer time, like I go to prayer in the morning and then I leave for the day. No, man, leave in open communication with God all day long, man. Don't leave God's presence. 
Talk to God. Ask him questions. God, I'm jacked up. And God's okay with you talking to him real. You know, hey, God, I need your help. God, I'm jacked up. God, I feel like I'm losing my mind. God, I need help. God, I need this. God, I need that. Come on, man. God's normal. Church made God stupid. God, God's cool. Church made it stupid. Religion made it stupid. Yeah, I said it. What are they going to do? Come get me? They can't get me. I got security for that. You understand me? I want, yeah, you see, they got my back. See, come on, you understand what I'm saying? No, I'm being real. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I don't know how to, call, I don't know how to talk to God. How you talk to me? God, I'm on a bad day. You ain't got to be all formal and religious. God, today stinks. I don't know how to be a husband, a dad. Help me out. Give me some help. Keep this thing open, man. I'm struggling mentally today, God. What are you doing? This is how you draw near to God. Well, God don't want to help me. What do you mean God don't want to help you? God loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to help everybody in the room. Well, I haven't gone to church. Who cares? What does that matter to God whether you go to church or not? You know what I'm saying? This is good stuff. I hope you're paying attention. Because you're, okay, 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 little Christian, little cute, little fuzzy-headed Christian you. I, all right, you're all spiritual. Oh, I know. Okay, so when's the last time you carried worry for too many days that you should have cast the minute it showed up? Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? How many days have you carried anxiety over some stuff? You should have got rid of the first 15 minutes it showed up, but you had it all together, and you were going to take care of it, and you were going to work it out. How many burdens have you been carrying that you should have just got rid of the minute they showed up, but you got it like baggage hanging on you like a backpack. You crawling because you got all this junk piled on you. You should not have piled on you. Oh, okay. How about this one? How many times have you seen the word of God, read the word of God, got edified from the word of God and thought this? Why am I spending so much time outside of the word of God when the word of God has changed my life and transformed me? So that, this is this. I ain't read my Bible for a while. And then you read it, and then all of a sudden you get edified from it, and light comes on, and you realize how good it is, and you're like, why have I been reading my Bible? Why haven't I been casting my care? Why haven't I been going to church? Church makes me feel good. Why haven't I been going to church? Why haven't I? Because you want to know why? We get dull. And we think life gets moving and stuff starts happening, and next thing you know, you're a little too far out, and your consciousness of God grows dim. And you make excuses about the whys and the whats when all the while God's like, come draw near me so I can draw near you. Look what the Bible says. You want to see it? Look at this scripture I got for you. I got scriptures to prove it, right? That's what I'm saying. Look at Hebrews 4.16 in the Passion. Draw near through prayer and fellowship. What's that mean? I got to spend more time with God. Now listen, what does that mean? Husbands and wives, that means you grab a daily devotional for 21 days. I'm telling you, people, friends, Get accountability. I'm telling you, uh, I pray, but she prays later. Cut that nonsense out. 21 days, get together. Read it. Do it together. Do it like a team. Do the app for crying out loud. Chris Charter Ministries, I give you six scriptures, a meditative thought. Come on, remember we talked about this? And you pray with me. You don't like that? Go to kcm.org for crying out loud. Kenneth Copeland got it. Rayma got it. Joyce Meyer got it. Pick your favorite preacher for crying out loud and get it. Do a daily devotional. Read something. A couple scriptures. Say, hey, the house is going to pray. 
The house is going to, the boy, get the boys, go, we're going to do daily devotional. You know what I make the young guys do? Read a proverb a day. You can't read a proverb a day? A proverb a day, that's it. Read a proverb a day, you're getting wisdom every day, and then what do you do? We'll read a proverb a day. We could do that. 21 days of proverb a day, and then what are we going to do? We're going to pray together. Get together. Get connected. Get your kids. Make the kid, kids, man. My kid don't want to do it. Tell that kid you pay rent. Yo, bro, when you pay rent, you buy food, you pay the electric bill, but they don't want to do it. Well, good. Tell them go sleep outside tonight. I bet you they do it now. You want to hear me? Them jokers, they, they didn't, you know, I don't understand parenting, man. But they never asked me, what do you think about this? She beat me first and talked about it later. Not in a bad way. You were, you were good, mom. You were great. But she's like, she was awesome. But she's like, they didn't, he, he, they didn't ask me my public opinion. Do you want to do this? They're like, this is what we're doing. Guess what you're doing? You're doing it too. You like the house? Am I right? When did you go say, oh, you check in with your kid? Your kid's 12 years old. This joker eats his own boogers for crying out loud. And you're like, do you think we should go to church today, darling? Joker eats his own snot for crying out loud. Will you wake up? Why are you asking this kid? Get up and get in the car and shut up. You clowns. Some of you are clowns. Well, I got teenagers. They pay the bills? Do they pay the bills? Thank you for the no show hand. Do they pay the bills? No. They do that? No. They go to work? No, that's why I ask these kids. You got jobs? No, I don't got no job. I go to school. Then last time I checked, you ain't got no money if you ain't got no job. So when the bills show up, I pay them. So guess what you do under this roof? Read the Bible. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm the pastor of the church. I make myself do it. You guys all lie in church. I told you this before. And You really want to get up every day when you're busy? Stop, man. Cut it out, man. You got to make yourself. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, right here. He told, I'm telling on myself. I'm telling on myself. I'm telling you the truth. I know there's life in it. But guess what I got to do? Remind myself. Because I get busy carrying junk, going through life hits, and forget how important it is to stay connected, get out too far, get out too far with pressure and carrying burdens you ain't supposed to be carrying. And then you're over there. You got your best prayer partner in the world sitting right next to you, right there. There he is. There she is. You husbands and wives, you got right there. We agree, Matthew 18, 19. Yeah, and then all you single people, don't worry about it. Get a buddy, buddy up. Who can agree with me? But I'm telling you, and spend some time in the Word. Oh, God, I know. I know what you're thinking. Like, Pastor, I don't want to hear you. Too bad. You better hear me. I'm telling you the truth. You know what I'm saying? And then it's going to get easier. And then you're going to start seeing how good God is. Four or five scriptures a day. Man, that's good stuff. Man, that's the... Look what it says here. Look what it says. Put that up there, please. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned. Who loves you? Ain't no human in the world love you like God loves you. And God knows you, seen you. He's seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and loved you and never stopped loving you. He's good. Look what it says. You see what it says, Victor? It says, so now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned. To receive mercy's kiss and discover grace we urgently need. Who's waiting for me? Mercy and grace. Come on. Who is waiting for you in the presence of God? Mercy and grace. Not judgment. Not belittling. Not you're a screw up. Not you're a mess. Strengthen in my time of weakness. Who is strengthening me in my weakness? God's cool, man. We'll cut it out. 
You're running away from God's praise. Well, he, he's going to get on me about my lifestyle. Look, bro, God could care less about your lifestyle. This is what people don't get. God don't care about sin. He already annihilated sin once and for all and nailed it to the cross. He cares about faith. And the only sin you commit as a new believer is the sin of unbelief because sin is annihilated. God's obsessed with order. Once your life's out of order, God don't like things out of order. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get your life in order. But guess what that means? He's long-suffering, and he's got patience. People don't got no patience, and people ain't long-suffering. See, I was a mess in the beginning of this because I didn't have no patience, nor did I have long-suffering with you people. I was like, I don't know, God. You made them. Figure them out. They're whacked. What do you want me to do? So I did the best I could. But what you do is you try to coach them to get better. Now, man, I've been doing this. I watched you grow over five, six years. I watched them come in here hanging out, living together. I'm being real, man. I don't care if you live together. I care less. I'll give you time. Guess what? We'll be marrying you before you blink. It's the truth. I've been here. I've done it. I sat here. I said, give them a minute. Let them just chill. You know those people be shacking up. I said, I don't care. Just leave them alone. Just give them a minute. God's long-suffering. Why don't you become long-suffering too? Mind your own business anyway. You got a plank in your eye. Shut up. Yeah, I had to tell all the plank eyes, shut up. Did he say it like that? Said it loud and bold and strong. Because everybody, like, you know these people, blah, blah, blah. I said, plank eyes, shut up. <laughs> quiet. What's it going to feel taking that two by four out of your eye? You worried about the speck in somebody else's? Be quiet. <laughs> Ain't none of your business. You pray. And I give them, then I tell them this. Did you pray for them? How many hours have you been praying for these people? They said, Pastor Chris, you, 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 just, you, just, you just soft. Now I ain't soft. I'll tell you in public what I need to tell you in public and leave it alone. Leave people alone. Let them grow. And then they see the love of God. And you know what they say? I like you. They're like, I like the way you're treating me. Because I'm not Jesus, dude. But I'm trying to be like Jesus. And the only way I'd be like Jesus is not be Chris. Because Chris is a mess. Come on, man. You I'm funny today. But it's true, right? I come in there with my, my formality because I, I was radical. You know, my formality is like, now. And they're like, duh, bro, I'm not you. So I got, see, this is, see, but everybody wants the stuff. This is what they don't get. He, he has no problem sharing with you in the earth who he is as long as you can become who he is. He has no problem being you, so you got to become him. And once I become him, I can't be me no more. See it? And then you want the power. See about I want to be, I want to have authority in people's life. I don't even want it because I understand the responsibility of it. And then once you give me that kind of authority in your life, now I got to be like him. It's almost better you leaving you like you and not listen to me than because then I got to become like him once you start. You'll catch that on the ride home. Said it like, I'm in past it, like, great. Now I got to love you like Jesus. You can be a long-suffering mess, and I got to deal with it every minute. Praise be to God. Thanks. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Well, because he, he's cool. He's like, hey, you know what you got to do? Do it. And when you fall down, I'm going to pick you up. When you stumble, I'll pick you up. You need to cry, we'll cry. You need to laugh, we'll laugh. Come on. Let's be like him in the earth. This is what it's about. Look what he said. He said, you got that time of need? Come see me. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look. So now come freely and boldly where love is enthroned. Why aren't you coming free and bold? Because you don't know love's waiting for you. You thought judgment was waiting for you. You thought some jerk was waiting for you is what you thought. Some religious mess. Now I said, look. He said, love, mercy, and grace is waiting to kiss you. <laughs> oh, come on, man. 
It's waiting for you. So I can come in here all jacked out because I need strength when I'm weak. That's why you want to get close to God. That's what James 4.8 says. Can you pop that up there? King James is great. Draw near to God. Why do you not draw near to God? Number one reason is this. You don't know how good he is, and you don't know what's waiting for you. And until you get vision of that, you ain't going to come near God. I don't care how many years you've been doing this. you got to make yourself. you got to make. Look at your neighbor say, make yourself. You say, look at your neighbor say, got to make them do it. You better look at your neighbor and say, make them do it. Look at the other neighbor and say, make them do it. Look at this. James, you got James, what is it, James 4, 8? What do you got here? Hebrews? Praise be God. Let's go to James. I'll read that too. James 4, 8, look what it says. It says, draw near to God. Daryl, that was brave, man. You actually, you, that's pretty good, man. I move all over the place. James 4, 8 says what? Draw nigh to God. Right, what's that mean? Come to his presence. Why is this? Because wisdom and understanding is waiting for you. Do you understand that? Do you understand what that means? Now, I'm going to explain to you the benefits of this in a minute here, okay? After you see James 4, 8, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. What's that mean? He said, man, leave the earth and come draw near me. Now, does that make sense? Do you understand why you draw near to God? you understand what that means? Come towards him. Hey, now watch this. Every relationship starts having problems once distance occurs. Okay? Does that make sense? So if you got to relate, you married, once distance starts happening, you're on the road to having problems. You must eliminate distance. Does that make sense? Rules of relationship are this. You have to eliminate, I call it the great distance eliminator. You have to eliminate distance in your relationships. If you do not, you will create more. Husbands and wives stop talking. You stop agreeing. You start creating distance, 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 distance. Next thing you know, you don't even know who you're living with. You must eliminate the distance. That's why we're going to do that marriage seminar this year, me and PL. We're going to do it. I'm not doing that other thing. I'm not doing EXO. I'm doing Sarno. So come on. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm going to help you because I, I didn't know what I was doing. And you got to learn these principles of eliminating distance. And the enemy loves distance. Relationship distance. He loves it. He creates it. And what happens is us, I call it, you must eliminate any relationship must eliminate distance. Mentorship. You got to eliminate the distance. You can't let that out of your life. Does that make sense? You cannot let distance get in there. Well, you know, everybody's busy. I shut your mouth with that busyness. Everybody's busy. Bump that mess. Become a pest. I'm telling you, man, eliminate the distance because you will make excuses and start eliminating. You'll create distance because of excuses, and the excuses are invalid. You know what that means? Oh, no, nah, man, eliminate the distance. Rule 101, if there's distance occurring, I eliminate it. I'm a master at it. You know why? People don't like it. They think it's pressure. I'm throwing myself in the middle of the pressure. I'm going to eliminate the distance. I'm not going to let it wedge get there. Eliminate it. If you're too busy, you won't pick up your phone. I could care less. Eliminate distance. You see this? Too much distance between you and God, you start getting dull. And when you get dull, you know what starts happening? You then start thinking God don't care. You got to eliminate the distance with God. You realize that? Because it's mentorship. You understand mentorship? You are the lesser going after the greater. When you go after the greater, you must eliminate the distance. He moved towards you. You got to move towards him. Now, this is what people don't understand about God. God is not pursuing you. You must pursue him. 
See it? Because he's the greater. You must eliminate the distance between you and God. And the only way you eliminate the distance between you and God is you wake up that you need him. I'm preaching way better than y'all, amen to me. Hear what I'm saying? God, well, why don't God come get me? He ain't. He already came and got you. Seek and save you. Now you got to go towards him. Amen. Let me read a scripture or two. Find out what this God said about me. Let me get up and pray just a little bit. Tell him, come on, invade my life. You see what I'm saying? Amen. You got to go after him. You get near him, guess what happens? He'll start rubbing off on you. Now here's why people don't go near him. He's going to start talking to me about my life. He ain't bringing no judgment. And let me explain something to you. The Holy Spirit, this is really important. I don't really want everybody to hear this. The Holy Spirit is not a convictor. Okay, I don't buy it. I don't preach it. I know all your favorite preachers say it. I could care less. He is a reminder of truth, not a convictor of you. I don't even, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get in trouble. I care less. He is, I, they, all the great guys say it. I don't, I'm not talking about the great guys. They're better than me. Everybody's better than me, okay? Please understand my posture in this. I'm not being a smart guy, but just hear me. You're better than me. Listen to them. Buy their books. Do your stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, he is not convicting you. The Holy Spirit convicts no one. Conviction is not in the heart of the Holy Spirit. He is the divine reminder of truth, and when the truth comes up, you convict yourself. Because you didn't care about this stuff before. Remember when you were lost? Like, who cares, man? What a big deal. Now you know the Bible, and the Bible's like, hey, if you got, if Pastor Chris has a problem with coal, I got to go make peace with coal. And God, you know what he says? He don't say, hey, Pastor Chris, you're a jerk. Right. Fix your head. Bless you. He goes like this. If you got problems with your brother, you should go make peace. He reminds me what the word says, and I convict myself because now I know the truth. Yeah. Did you get it? Yep. So he's cool. Holy Spirit's cool. He's slick, too. He's slick, and he knows how to slip it in. He does. And you know what's cool about the Holy Spirit? He's a real, he's, the Holy Spirit's slick, bro. He's, he's smart, he's slick, and he's got nothing but time and patience. So, like, yes, like, I'll get mad about something, and he won't say jack for a minute. But then when I'm real just driving, he'll be like, you know what you need to do, bro. <laughs> That's how it sounds in your head. And you're like, I know I got to go repent. I know I got to do it. I don't want to do it. He's like, I'm just letting you know. You know you're wrong. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just cool. The Holy Ghost is cool, man. He's cool. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm cool if you're cool, but you know you need to make that right. You're like, I don't want to make it right. It's bad. He's going to hold you to it, though. He don't convict you, but he reminds you. Oh! He reminds you of what? The truth. He ain't got no problem. You know when you get convicted? You want to know where conviction comes from? You rejecting the truth you know you should do. <laughs> they ain't give me no love, Mo. Give me up top. Come on. When you know, and I'm over there like this. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I ain't doing it. He's like, cool, bro. I'm good with you. But next week, I'm going to remind you again. And then you keep getting a hard heart towards what you should do to stay in light. And you want to know why? This is so good. You want to know why he roughs you up if he does with the word over and over? Because he don't want the light going out. Because right. he knows once you get too hard, you can't be guided anymore. And you get a hard heart, you're going to get in trouble. So everything God's teaching you is for good. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I know I'm supposed to make it right, but I'm going, I don't want to make it right because my pride gets in the way. I ain't making it right. But God's like, look, man, I gave you the grace to make it right. Just do the right thing. Come on. And then you're like, no. You reject truth, 
and now my heart starts getting a little weird, and who's that affecting? Do you ever notice when people get you mad, they don't even know they made you mad? You know what I told PL? This is really good. You're going to love this. I was, ta- I was talking to Doc about this. It was good. Me and him were talking about this. It was really good. The greatest place of forgiveness is you. I said this. I like this. The greatest place of forgiveness on my side is to never even let you know you offended me. Because I already forgave you before you did it. Oh, I feel like throwing a chair. That was so good. I'm going to sit down because you ain't paying attention to me. Before you even did it, I forgave you. You can get this on the ride home. What's that mean? You live in the place of being forgiven, so you already have forgiven. Did you catch it? Come on, Scotty, better known as Steve. Come on, man. He laughing over there. He laughing over there. He laughing over there. I love that dude, man. That's my dude. Come on. Are you? Do I got to go slower? Did you get it? Before you did it, I already forgave you because I understand what I've been forgiven of. So before you even commit an offense, I already forgave you. Right. So you, when you ask, I already did because I know what I received. Is that clicking? Are you seeing this thing? Am I going fast? You got it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I hold it against you? He already forgave me. So before you even do it, you're forgiven. What's your life going to look like when you start living like that with people? You're forgiven before you start because I've been forgiven. Come on, man. This is why we're drawing near, man. I don't need to be hung up, man. Why am I going to fast? Now, some of you, if you listen, with this fasting, time. Oh, my God. I think time. Now, see, in the beginning of this, some of you, he, he might challenge you in your diet. It's only because you got to realize something. Your spirit, there's three, there's three sides of you. Let's just say spirit, soul, and body. Some of you need to fast wrong thoughts. I'm telling you right here now, you need a mind maintenance. So you're going to fast for this very reason. You're spiritually going to connect. Some of you need to fast in the arena of your mind, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You need to put work in and get a breakthrough in that area. But some of you got to realize the reason why he deals with you with your food is your body is too strong. And you got to put your body down. Paul said, I beat my body into subjection, not like a boxer, shadow boxing. But like a fighter understanding I have an adversary. What was he saying? He's saying this. Some of us, we got to discipline our flesh because you're carnal. Now, let me show you carnal. I get, I, get, I get like this. This is what happens to me. I get too quick, so I start getting, I, I get edgy. So I get like, I get edgy. You know what edgy means? Like I start getting too, man, I'm, I'm a little sharp, bro. You know what I'm saying? So what I do is I know if God starts dealing me in the arena of flesh, I got to cut it back a little bit. So if God asks you in the flesh to put it back, put it back because you're gonna, you're, some of you are going to leave being angry. Some of you are going to leave being touchy. Some of you are going to leave being fretful. You know what I mean by that? You're a little edgy. So where you get the discipline in that and the breakthrough, usually in the flesh, is when you discipline it. You know what I'm saying? So some of you, it might be like, hey, you got to lay back a little bit in the arena of the food thing just so it doesn't get the best of you. So that might mean for some of you, like, look, I understand everybody's got, like, I mean, I ain't going to eat after seven, and from seven to eight, I'm going to give God time worshiping and praying and doing some stuff. Just, just figure it out. I don't know. Figure it out. Hey, at lunch, I'm going to give God 15 minutes. 15 minutes, I'm going to eat. The other 15 minutes, I'm going to go pray in the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the building needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you that right now. That's why we got this prayer class and want you to pray, because after eight minutes of praying for people, I'm done. 
And you have to pray as you pray in English. You're stupid anyway. God bless them. He already blessed them. God, watch over them. He already watching over you. I don't know what you need. So I flip the switch. I hold you in there and go. Why? Because I need to. I don't know what to pray for you. But I'll hold you in arena. That's why I want your prayer request in my hand. Email me, csarno at relevantfl.org. If you don't want nobody knowing, seal it in an envelope and give it to me. I ain't talking about it. I ain't telling nobody. I don't care. And don't, be a, and don't you do this because I'll get mad. I'm battling addiction. Why are you lying and not telling me? I'm battling mental. Why are you not telling me? Who, you, who, who am I going to? I'm, I don't look, man. I don't, I don't snitch, bro. That was one, thank God I wasn't saved. Maybe that's the only reason why. <laughs> I didn't grow up saved. I don't understand this church thing. I ain't going to snitch. You, snitches wind up in stitches and ditches. Come on. You don't talk. I'm Italian from New Jersey. Nobody talks, Johnny. You know what happens over here. Get in trouble, you talk, right? What? Yeah, I ain't talking about nothing. You got to hold it up. You got to hold it up. So tell me what it is you're believing, and I'll stand in agreement with you, or don't tell everybody, but hold it in your prayer life. Are you with this thing? Somebody will stand with you and agree. Why is that? Because look at this. You need wisdom. Now, this is what these benefits are. You're going to draw. Oh, my God. We're going to go. We're going to go. One, I'm drawing closer to God. Two, you're going to gain wisdom and understanding for your future. Write that down. That's Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom and understanding for your future. Did you get that? Write that down. How many need some wisdom and understanding for your future? Amen. Yeah, you do, right? So this is what this fasting is all about, right? If you, put down, if you put down some of your flesh stuff, how many need some uh, breakthrough in some areas? You know what I'm saying? How many got some addiction you need to get rid of? Don't raise your hand. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I don't, some of you need to, I'm going to tell you right now, some of you need to get through some stuff you need to get through. Some of you got physical, tangible things that you know you need a breakthrough in. This fast can help you physically. Go to the doctor. You got things going on, and you know you need to take care of it. You don't know how to balance out. I watched this video. I got to pull it up. Four and a half million people watched this video from this doctor. He's in Orlando, uh, Orlando healthcare physician, cardiovascular doctor. He's an Indian fella, really great guy. I'll find it. I watched the video. You can probably pull it up right now on your YouTube and talked about all the benefits of fasting. Clinically diagnosed, one of the head of cardiology said, this is what starts happening when you start fasting. You regenerate your cells. You put your body. Did you watch it? Was that, you found it, right? You found it? Did you find it? It's a miracle. Is it not a miracle? Isn't that guy good? This is logistics, man. This is straight up truth of physical. You will figure. And he's talking about regulating. Your body knows how to regulate. Your body knows how to put the electrolytes. They were talking about electrolytes. The guy's like, you can't lose electrolytes in 21 days. Your body reproduces all this stuff. You're a walking stick and miracle. Your body is a reproductive miracle from God. And when you put it under a little bit with this, like just taking care of yourself and making some adjustments, some of you, the one joker coming here, his blood pressure was like 600. I was like, bro, I am going to choke you. If that thing don't hurt you, I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. Will you cut it out? Look, people got real struggles, man. This is a way to get your flesh, man. Get it. Some of you are smoking, doing stuff you need to quit. I ain't your judge nor your juror. I'm talking about for your health, dude. I don't care about none of that stuff. My dad will tell you, and he, tell, he can testify, and he'll tell you the truth. We were there the one day, and his, his doctor said to him, he's like, look, man, he said, I can't make people breathe. That's what Dr. Mark said that one time. He was like, I can't make people breathe. What are you going to do if you can't breathe? I'm not saying him. He's long beyond that. But we, the doctor come to me. He told me the one time, he's like, your cholesterol is too high. Remember I went in there? 
He's like, your cholesterol is too high. I said, shut up, my cholesterol. He said, no. He said, you need to get it right. I got it right. Some of you don't realize you are the most precious commodity you have, man. Stop playing around with life like it's a joke, man. Get some discipline. Cut it out. Stop. We'll help you. We'll come alongside you. Do what your doctor tells you to do. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a clinical doctor like that. But if you got some hang-ups and you know you need to make some adjustments, use this fast like a tool to get some stuff. Man, I'm going to get a breakthrough in this area. I'm going to win over here. I need this for my health. I need this for my life. I need this for my kids. I need this for my future. I don't know what it is. Pray about it. Ask God. Go to, go get go go get checked out before you go. Say, hey, Doc, I want to try this, man. I think maybe this will get me a breakthrough in an area I need it. I don't know. I'm not God. I don't want to be God. But this, there's a story in the Bible, and I'm not going to go long with this, but I want you to know. It was, remember, the, sons, the, the, the school of the prophets uh, was Elijah, you know, in the school of prophets, and they were out. And one day, you know, they're chopping trees, and the axe head fell off, and Elijah made the axe head swim. You ever read that story? And I'll talk to you more about that. But one of the things I want you to know about this was what? The axe, Ecclesiastes says, when the axe gets dull, the workload becomes way too much. I'm going to read this to you. Ecclesiastes 10.10. Can you pop that up there in the King James? Fasting can change everything in a short season. Self-denial can release long-term rewards, and taking time to fast is like taking time to sharpen your axe before you cut down a tree. Look what it says here. If the iron, if the axe is dull, it says in a different name, but it says, if the iron be blunt and he do it not with the edge, then he must put more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Let me read it to you. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. Sure, you can cut with a dull axe, powering along with your own strength and energy until it runs out. Ecclesiastes says there's a better way. What's that? He says dull axes is the problem for so many people in church today, but fasting is going to put the edge back on it. Come on, right? How many of you want to work with a dull tool? You don't work with no dull tool. It takes double to work, amen? What do you do? Let's sharpen our axe and spiritually win, amen? So that's what this is about. So all you got to do this week, I'm letting you go. All you got to do this week is figure it out. Where is it? What is it? Okay, so what are we going to do? Some of you might say, hey, you know what? I'm going to fast a little bit. How about time? Ooh, how about you give me a little time? How about some of you, you start, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to church, man. Because where are you going to get this? You know what I'm saying? I'm coming alongside you, coaching you. Now, check this out. You ready for this? Get the app. I'm going to come to you at 8 and 12 every day. Who's coming to you 8 and 12 every day? I'm going to be coming to you 8 and 12 every day. Read it. Get ready. Let's go. How many of you feel like, man, this is my, this is my year, man. Something spiritually is going to go to a whole new level. Amen. Yeah, you feel it, right? You know what I mean? So now you're like, what discipline does it take to put the app on and pray with me? Did nothing, right? You put up, play me in the back, man. Praise God. Get somebody buddy up with. Go on FaceTime. Husband's wife. Find a devotional. We're going to read this thing. Read a proverb every day. That's it. Read a proverb every day. What day is it? What the heck's today? 26? 26. Go home, read Proverbs 26. 31 days any month, 31 Proverbs. You got it. There you go. Wisdom. Read it in the uh, passion. Read it in something different. Translate it up because they can't understand it sometimes. Read it in like a different translation. Read it in Amplified. Read it in something you understand. Read it, read it, read it, read it. I mean, you going to read stuff in there. He's going to start talking. Who knew about that Acts scripture? Did you know that was in there? I didn't know that was in there. There's a dull blade. Woo, all the carpenters love this, right? You ain't got no dull tools in that box. Stop lying. You know you got that thing sharp as go. Woo, razor sharp. Why? Easy to do the work. You ain't cut no trees with no jacked up chainsaw. 
Why? Because it takes too much work. But you got a sharp axe, you're ready to go to work. Come on, see it? This is what I'm saying. So how many need to get spiritually sharp again? Come on. Now watch this. Now here's where I come in and I'm done. You can hit it. Watch it. I'm coming alongside of you. Get the app. Go to your phone. Android people. C-H-R-I-S-S-A-R-N-O. Ministries. Bam. M-I-N-I-C-R-I-S. Got it? Apple. Boom. 8 o'clock. Click the notification. Here I come. 8 o'clock. Boom. I'm going to read it. You're going to read with me. You're going to hit it. And then you got what? Confession. Did you get the confession? Every day. Tongues. Here I come. Noon. Bam. Oh, God. Can't get away from them. Or you do it together. Now watch. Husbands and wives, what are you doing? Now you got a week. You see what I'm saying? You got a week, man. This thing's going to be honest. What are we doing? Come on. Hey, everybody in the room, what are you doing? Praying together. And what are we doing? We're reading together. Everybody say together. Look at your, look at your wife. Say together. Look at your husband. Together. Not alone. Together. All the guys hate me right now. Oh, God. It's going to be dragging me in the morning. No, you ain't got to read a book. So, ladies, give him a break because about five scriptures in, he's going to be getting tired of this. Like, I remember, I remember we had to read some. Oh, my God. We had to read some. I uh, passed the list. I said, you read it. I'll just listen. She had to read like a paragraph. So I was like, oh my God. And she reads like, man, she can whip through stuff. I was like, oh, praise be to God. She'll read this and admit. Her and Lauren can read like a novel in like two hours. I'd take me three months. I was like, oh my God. They'd be ripping through it. I was like, are you reading? I'll just listen. This is great. And she just went right there. I was like, praise God. And I was part. But guess what? And then you read and you do it together. So, Terrence, what, you, what devotion are you doing, T? Because I'm coming looking for the dudes. Because the girls, I, you guys are going to do it. The guys, I'm coming looking for you. What are you reading and what are you doing? Okay? What are you reading? What are you doing? And then you know what? We're going to pray. You're going to take some time. Take that five minutes to pray. I don't care. Put a timer in the docket. You think I'm lying? I'm telling you, I don't lie about nothing. Set the timer for five minutes ago. We're going to pray. And when that thing goes ding, we're done. Pray for three minutes. I don't care. You ain't filled with the Holy Ghost? Come Saturday, I'll get you all filled. We'll do it. Come on, you understand me? You understand what I'm saying? And then you got this thing rolling. And then you just get closer. And then don't think God's mad at you. ain't mad at nobody. loves everybody. You get close, I'm going to help you. I'm going to coach you along the side, all right? Now, here's the thing, though. Now, when you get your devotional, right, what do we believe in God for breakthrough? Now, you got to get specific. Nothing in your life becomes dynamic until you become specific. You understand that? Like, ah, this, I ain't got to Write down Goals. Write it down, make it plain, and then read it can run with it. What are we doing? What are we doing for 2022? And God don't care about your spirituality. God don't care about your carnality. God just loves you. I'm telling you, he loves you, man. He just wants you to get it together. Hey, we believe in God. Here's what we're doing. And then you're going to give me this prayer request. We're going to pray it out. We're going to get it. It's going to be the best year of your life. You ready, Mom? It's going to be the best year of your life. I promise you it's going to be the best year of your life. But you got to be specific. Don't be all that, like, quick. Specific. It ain't going to become dynamic until you become specific. I'm telling you, that's the God's honest truth because God wants details. You know, like this is the year we're going to do. This is the year we're going to believe. And then with the family, you know, with the kids, a couple minutes, man. One or two little things, especially the little ones. Boom, quick. Proverb a day. You can do it. You can read it out loud. Make them just sit there. 
And it's like, we're going to read this. What you get out of it? Read it in a different translation. Too. King James is hard to understand sometimes for young kids. Read it in the passion, the amplified. It's good enough. I love that passion. It makes total sense. It might be a little awful a little bit, but it ain't that far. You know what I mean? And then here we go. And then we go. And then the given side, you'll get that as you go. You pray and believe God. We're going to do more about that. Because I'm going to tell you what, that thing right there will put you at another level. You got it? Amen. All that information is out there. You guys feel ready? You feel ready to go? Now, look, can I tell you what this is all about? The whole thing? It's about you just realizing how much God loves you. Amen. That's all it is. Because once you get close to him, he changes you. Amen. And you realize how good he is. And you're like, man, why did I stay out, why did I stay out of his presence for so long, man? It's too good. And then some of you got promises you believe in God for. We're going to get breakthrough. And then those testimonies you're going to see are going to be life-changing because they're going to be yours. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about before I... You just know you feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's time. Don't you feel it? Like it's time. Like let me give God a little bit. You know what I mean? What's a couple of scriptures? Come on, man. You know what I mean? And then some of you, I told those dudes, some of you need to get... Your, 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 your health conscious back. So you know what you do? Go walk around for a half hour praying in tongues, man. Who can't do that? 15 minutes, go walk around. Go walk. My God, we got the beach for crying out loud. Go walk the beach. Go little bush, kid, little blah, blah, blah. Walk around. Stir it up, man. Go take a walk, man. You know what I mean? Go take a walk in the neighborhood. 15 minutes a day. Walk up the street. Make a circle. What are you doing? Were you doing that last month? No. So guess what? It's new this month. See, it's a little different. You gave him a little bit. See what I'm saying? Before I go to bed, every night I'm going to read a scripture. Were you doing that? Last? Do something different, that's all. And then what do you do? You'll start seeing, like, you'll start catching it. See, the Bible says, taste and see the Lord is good. Once you start eating on this stuff, then, like, then like, we'll separate, and then we'll do more of this time in prayer. Forget about it, man. Week one, week two, by the time week three comes, you'll be like laser focused yeah you'll be laser focused man and then you just roll I, it gives us momentum throughout the year that you can go back and say oh that was because we went for it you know and then something happens to your spiritual life alright just thank God lift your hands to heaven and just thank him Father we just thank I thank you for each and every person here now listen I'll put your hands down for a minute put your hands down close your eyes you're in here today and you don't know Jesus you're not saved if you don't know you're going to heaven we're going to pray right now alright I don't want you, don't play on this religious nonsense. If you right now think, I might not go to heaven, there is no option. Nobody's looking. I'm not dragging you down here. I want to pray for you. And if you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, raise your hand at the count of three. Ready? Every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Don't be nosy. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand right now if you don't know you're going to heaven right now. Raise it high. Right now, high. And don't be, just be bold. I'm the only one who sees who cares about all these other people. Raise your hand high. Good. There's like four or five hands. Put your hands down. Everybody in the building, say this with me out loud. Now, you got to just mean this. Say, Jesus, I believe you're God. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead for me. And I believe you're going to give me everlasting life. So, Jesus, I invite you. Come into my heart. Change my life. Transform my future. Thank you, Jesus. I call you Lord. And Savior of my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Come on, clap. Praise the Lord. Now listen, if you if you prayed that prayer and you want more information, we'll give it to you in the back back there. Just tell them, hey, I want the book. 
They'll give you the book. You know, when they got little books tell you about what happened in your life, it's awesome, all right? Listen, we're going to do this thing next week. We're going to come back. We're going to run our race. We're going to pull this off. Now, go in the lobby and do not forget, get this paperwork, okay? Everybody said this transformation, and you got three pieces of paper, right? And then bring me those prayer requests or email me the prayer requests or let's believe God and let's have transformation take place in our life in every area. Amen? I love you guys. God bless you. Make it a great day. Get out of here. God bless. I'll see you soon. I'll see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.